It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Okay, Team Bear Sports Podcast, we're back. Tim, Jackson, Kevin, all three of us here today. And it's been a long time coming, I feel like, because, I mean, it's been a lot of nothingness in terms of Bears news. that We've obviously had baseball and basketball all these past couple of weeks, but we've been very thin on Bears news. But the draft is finally approaching this week. You don't have any picks in the first day, but Friday is when we can actually start kind of seeing what is going to happen or become of this team. So I think we got to obviously start talking about the draft. And I don't know, boys, how do you want to start talking about the Bears or the Bears draft? Do you want to? I I have no idea what they're going to do. Like, I have no idea. I haven't, well, I haven't read the, any articles lately. So the, like, the there's, first... so many, there's so many holes that they need. And it's just like, well... It's kind of nice watching the first round as like a, just a neutral fan after all these years of not having a first round pick. Don't go wrong. I want a first round pick, but you know, then all this like trading and and bullshit, like doesn't, none of it affects you. You can't get disappointed. You know, you're only, you already know, Hey, I already got my pick, but yeah, I would love a first round pick, but uh, this, this kind of draft, this first round, it's kind of a, a doozer like you know it's kind of just there's no hype around it this this year is that just yeah me? i think a lot of it's also like what the giants are going to do like are they going to trade their first round draft pick from last year their wide receiver who was productive for them to get a first round draft pick next year because the quarterback class this year is below average well and like, everyone's saying that but watch one of these quarterbacks be good because isn't that kind of oh, yeah. work isn't yeah. that kind of how it works where Every, you know, everyone thinks everyone's going to be awesome. The last draft class and what Mac Jones is the statistically the best, right? Like, right. Or just look with Josh Allen. Like you had all those quarterbacks and everyone's like, oh, Josh Allen, this unknown guy from Wyoming. Like, uh, he's got a good arm, but that's about it. And, and I mean, it took him to develop a couple of years, but oh, you know, absolutely. he's clearly the best one out of that bunch. Absolutely. But it, it just goes to show you how crazy the draft is. And I, I'm kind of with you, Tim, that it's like kind of, it's going to be kind of nice after all these crazy Bears draft trades, I mean, I guess it all starts with the Trubisky trade up one one spot for Trubisky, and then we had, you know, Shaheen, and then we were trading all these picks. It's just kind of nice to uh, – I'm going to expect us to not draft in the first round and just kind of let hopefully the draft come to us. But let me just recap what the what picks the Bears have. We have – the number 39 pick and the number 48 pick in the second round. So two picks in the second. We have one third round pick, number 71. Two fifth round picks, 148 and 150. So almost back to back. And then finally round six, we have pick number 186. So I guess, so we have one, two, three, four, five, six picks. I guess if, I mean, that's I'm not. Average. That's average yeah. for most teams. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not bad. I mean, obviously you'd want a first round pick if you could, but. I guess let's just kind of – we have two picks in the second round. Are there is there two positions that you would like the Bears to target with it, with those first two picks in the second round? I know there's a lot of holes, but is yeah. there anything that – Every Bears hold? fan is going to be looking for a wide receiver with one of those two picks. Yeah. I'd rather get a, a really good secondary player first. But, yeah, they need a wide receiver. I mean, they're, they're going to – they need a linebacker. I think I'd rather have a, a good cornerback because that's something they've lacked over the past couple of years outside of Johnson. Am I am uh, I crazy for not for thinking that like not getting a wide receiver in the second round is a smart idea? Like I for me personally, yeah, I, mean, I think I, you, no, I think that's fine. I think you can get wide. I mean, wide receivers today are, are so much more dynamic than they were back in the day. I mean, you can always get good wide receivers in like the third or fourth round. Yeah, I mean, I. I'm not the biggest like draft guru guy. Like there's not many names that I know of past. Like, I think I know maybe a few of the quarterbacks names and then Thibodeau out of Oregon, just because of Tom Thibodeau. And it's a cool name. And he says it with an X. Yeah, that that is pretty, that's pretty hot. Um, 
but I'm feeling like if I were the Bears, I would try and go corner and O line with those first two picks. You could, yeah, you could. Heard do there's that. a lot of heard there's a lot of good interior line and going to be still around in the second round. Like that, that there's I, I've at least from what I've heard and read that there's there's some good tackles, but like there's not a lot of them. They're going to pretty much be gobbled up by the first round. But I've heard there's a lot of guards, a lot of centers. I'd be that, okay with that. That can but, be that are available in the second, third round. That have but, a lot of guys that are good character guys too. So I'm cool with one of those as well. And you know, I think the narrative uh, we we've, we've talked about this before has always been like, well you know, tackles always, you know, always get drafted higher because it's, you know, more of a sexier position than guard. But like the value of guards over the past, you know, four or five years, really, since Quentin Nelson has just, you know, dominated that position. It's just like, no, if you get a really good guard, like draft him because, you know, they're just as important too. Um, I think also a guard would definitely, you know, show that they're, in to protect uh, fields for the long run, you know, with what they're doing with their tackles. So, and we lost Dan, we lost Daniels too. And you so lost you, Daniels. You fill yeah. that hole. Well, one of those two on offense would be nice. Just uh, uh, not a tight end. Uh, no, no. Uh, but no. Uh, I wouldn't be fine. I'd be totally okay with going the corner because it seems like everyone's saying everyone's going wide out, wide out, wide out this draft. So why not zig when everyone's zagging, right? You know, like if, if, if you're, if the top 10 receivers, that's ridiculous. If 10 receivers get picked in the first round, but let's say, you know, eight to 10 receivers get picked before pick 39 or whatever it is. You're kind of dumb for taking one of those guys. I mean, it just statistically, you would think that one of the dudes taken before you was the stud, you know? So why not, you almost hope then if you if if you want corner, the more receivers that get taken, the better. Hell, we're in that game now where the more quarterbacks that get taken, the better. And that's one of the reasons why this draft is kind of uh, yeah. It, there's been a couple quarterbacks that have definitely went up the the charts. You know, the guy from Liberty has gotten hot. See where he's going. And it um, happens every year. You know, like all the yeah. like a quarterback evaluation quarterbacks shoot up. Yeah. It doesn't matter for us especially because we're in the second round. It doesn't matter if, if everyone's like, oh, well, they won't go till later in the first round. I don't care. As long as, like, three quarterbacks are taken before our pick, that's three better. That's, you know, we're, we're not picking quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, right. that's where we, we want that. We want as many quarterbacks taken as possible. But, man, this after this offseason of all this crazy moves and all this, like, this draft reminds me of, like, the 2013 draft where, like, E.J. Manuel was the and Geno Smith oh, was the quarterback, man. and the only reason why I compare that to is because remember the 2012 draft with Luck and RG3 and like all that hype around those guys. 2012 draft it was like it was awesome. The ESPN pulled out all the stops, and then I remember we were all in our apartment just kind of like chilling, watching, going, "Who the hell is E.J. Manuel to the Bills?" Because yeah. our roommate was a Bills fan. We're just like, "Who the?" hell is this guy oh it's the guy from florida state who beat up on northern in the orange yeah Bowl. yeah and we were and we we didn't mind the kyle long pick but it just the 2013 draft was a stinker and i feel like it's almost setting up to be like that because this offseason has been how do you get crazier than this offseason like it, it, it can't like there cannot be some just crazy ass trades like that and even if there is we're just gonna be like meh like I mean, you think about the scope of the league. I mean, Tyreek Hill's not a chief. Devontae Adams is a Raider. Like, it, yeah. what what what's going to face Brady me? Retire, then unretire. Yeah, yeah. What's, what, what's going to happen to Baker's fate? You know, because yeah. Deshaun Watson's in Cleveland now. What could realistically happen on draft night? And even last draft, what we had the whole is Aaron Rodgers going to leave thing? Or any, we, right. there was some drama. And don't get me wrong, I'll watch it. I'll even watch the uh, Thursday night. Because it's, I just find it fun. I love the intangible talk. There's always, love... there's always like a couple guys who you like root for if you like watch college football. Like, oh, could, oh where, yeah. could this guy get drafted? Oh, yeah. You know, and, and dudes jumping out of pools and shit. I love that. You know, <laughs> I now I, I we weren't a podcast here, but I don't know how you guys feel about this. Are, are you looking for now? COVID's kind of you know in the back burner here. If you're drafting some guy, do you want him there? 
do you want him at the thing or do you want to see him chilling with his family? Like, I, you know, on, yeah. you on know, I, I think it's just indifferent. Like, I think Joe Thomas has the best one of all time where they couldn't reach him because he was on the boat with his dad fishing. Just yeah. Like, I don't care. I'll find out eventually. I like, mean, I always even, just even love before the an party in Twitter. the background, like the family party in the background. People are I just, just love how they have all the hats. Yeah. Right? They like, the big box oh, of hats. Yep. Yeah, like, oh, I want the Vikings, and he has a Vikings hat on automatically. You know, it's just yeah. like, you know. I feel like, I feel where, like it, where do those rest of those hats go? Do they have to get donated, right? To back to chair? That, there, Well, there's probably an NFL representative there, like, eating some hors d'oeuvres and, you know. Yeah, he's, he's a, ready to go. He's ready, he's ready to go at a moment's just, notice. And I don't know if you have any of you turned tuned into the draft, but now that's that's putting a smile to my face, thinking of some suit going to one of these parties. Because, all right, I just want you guys, I want everyone to imagine some, you know, stick up his ass suit is at one of these parties. Because some of these, uh, some of these family parties or get-togethers for these drafts are a, a oh, little. Uh, the whole neighborhood's over. Yeah, a little. <laughs> they're, they're jumping. They're jumping. A, a little sketch. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, I always judge dudes like, and you know, there's always some cool uh, things that happen with the whole like being at home. Like, I love CD Lamb like hiding his phone from his girlfriend or whatever oh, yeah. like you know just shit like that or like that. Or, or just looking at people's outfits in the background going like wow like your your nephews get drafted and you decided to wear like a shower gonna, like you're what gonna the hell? You're, you're gonna be on live tv you're gonna go with that my guy <laughs> so i, I think I, I think it's also like a requirement that like even if you don't have one you have to have one like the dad in a recliner you know, I always feel like the old dad is like in the recliner it, during draft shows. But like, if you don't have one, the, the guy who has the the million hats in his car, they, they just roll one into the family. He's like, all right, put the dad here. Like, we're going to make this look really good. So it looks really authentic. Yeah, I, I like the I like the I feel like you got to go if you're like going to be a top 15 top, maybe even just all first round picks go there. But if you're going to stay at home, you got to. You got to have the party going like nothing was worse than like I feel like Cole Komet's like situation. Fields was was just like chilling with his parents. Yeah, that's cool. But like it's just like they were like very serious in the like, I don't know. It just seems different. Cole Komet just kind of seemed like he was he's probably flipping back and forth. Not really into it. Maybe they caught if they caught a guy like napping like he was like. Sleep, especially like in the I mean obviously round. that wouldn't be in the like first where a guy round, was like, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like which is why the second like which is why Friday and Saturday are the best times to watch if you're like bored just watching something because you will see like stuff like that like the second round third round you'll see people doing weirder stuff the later the rounds go oh yeah imagine if you're like if you're like your agent or whoever like tells you you're oh yeah you're gonna be a first round pick and you like tell everyone to come over and then you don't get picked on the first day do you, do you tell yeah. those people to come back that's awkward yeah or is it just you and like, or, like what happens if they go like they they scope to the the t- you know the, the camera and like let's say like you're in the bathroom or something so like oh man so-and-so has been drafted but like you're not in the room because like you had to take a leak like that's gotta be awkward. I, I hope that would happen one day. Like I feel well, like that'd be really funny. That's why the 2020 draft was fun too, with all the coaches picking from home too and seeing all that nonsense. That was fun. Like, you know, Bill Belichick's dog and you know and people's and kids. Uh, what do you call it? His. his uh, oh, like play, his play card. Don't well, remind me. That was at the, just... at the poker table with his play cards all over the that wall. that cool house? Was that clip? Um, the Arizona head coach. What's his name? Cliff Kingsbury. Didn't he have like he was just chilling out yeah. oh, by yeah. his pool? Oh, oh yeah. He looked like a villain. I mean, I'm, I'm. It's got to be more of like I feel like it. The draft used to be more kind of like formal, like button up, all that. I like how it's kind of slowly kind of become more of a event, like a, a not like a party almost. You know, that's what it's what it is. Your kids are getting drafted. They're making millions of dollars. It should be a party. It shouldn't be. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I I would hate to be, you know, at the event and you're just in the green room, like the classic Aaron Rodgers, where he was there all day, and or where was that one draft? I think it was when they changed the rules to you know, I think the first round's ten minutes and then it's eight 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 or something. 
but like that one round where everyone took their entire time to, and like the first round went like six hours and it was ridiculous. Like it's gotta be a long day. If you're having a, if you're having like everyone take their time before the new rules or like, you're not getting picked. Like that's gotta be the worst feeling in the world for these guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It'll be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to the draft just because it's like the culminating NFL kickoff event that means that it's coming around the corner. We're gonna yeah, have and then the schedule and... schedule release out after that. Absolutely. Um, so we kind of mentioned we have six picks. We know we want certain positions. Are, are there any other positions that you would like to see them address other than possibly O line, cornerback, maybe? Obviously, wide receiver is another one. Is there any other one that your fans Line, might not linebacker. be thinking of? Linebacker. I think a linebacker. Linebacker, yeah. I think an, a linebacker would be a really sneaky good pick, like in the mm-hmm. second round, like with your second with, with your second second round pick. Because I think a lot of Bears you're fans, a good Bear GM if you could pick a yeah. good linebacker. And I think also fans realize, like, yeah, we do need a younger linebacker to go with Roquan, you know? Yeah. I was reading our like our stats, uh, like D line and uh, run stopping stats, and dude, the Bears were like bottom five at stopping the run last year. And yeah, you would, they you weren't good. You you we knew we were bad, but I like was like, wow, bottom yeah. five. When's the last time we've been bottom five at stopping the run? Yeah, and, it's weird because our pass defense wasn't wasn't bad at all and neither was the points per game. And and the stat I think it was was just like getting a hit like like getting a hit to stuff somebody not even even stopping the run but just like getting a hit close by the line of scrimmage it's just like jeez man so that got, means that means your guys aren't getting off the oh a hundred percent but, they're not getting but, off but the you're line. but you're also just like yeah. you know when it's just roquan and the other and another guy just can't we don't have any other guy to fill in that's also that explosive guy like i don't know it just it, it would be nice to and don't tell me that people aren't getting off when Robert Quinn sets a franchise record, you know, like. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would have been, I know an explosive guy that just won a Super Bowl in uh, Los Angeles. That could have been nice. Uh, and Leonard Floyd, he might've been nice to. Oh, see. I thought, the- I, th- I thought you were going to talk about some other guy. And I was like, you get shut your, shut your no, mouth. No, no, no. Hey, hey. hey there's always to- the rumors that they could always sign uh, Larry Obanjobi again. If he, uh, Clears his physical. Oh, there was there that rumor go. going. There was that rumor going around. Like the Bears aren't. Is that guy like not signed right now? No, he isn't. Interesting. I mean, if I mean, obviously, if he clears his physical, we're good to go. Oh, if he we, clears his physical, we better be the first call. What do you, does he get less money then? Like, are we gonna be like, ah, uh, you? I took you, longer. I mean, I think you definitely have the leverage on your side, right? In a contract negotiation. I mean, might like, as well. You could, you could also say to yourself, like, I mean, it's a shitty thing to do, but you could be like, hey, you know, we're coming back to you again, mm-hmm. like, you know, and no one else is like. Yeah, here's your here's a lower offer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would suck, but it's better than, you know, not playing and not being signed with a team. I don't know. It would suck. I I, I would actually I'd feel real bad for him. But. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would love it, but. We'll see. But uh, any other draft day expectations, concerns? Who do you want to see him pick? I just be smart. Do you want to do you want to see him trade up or trade down or just let him go with the six picks? No, no movement. That's the thing. I think they're going to go with their just their six picks. I I think they're going to be conservative. I mean, one you don't have. You don't Poles, have that much. Poles you don't have that much he wants capital. to. He wants. He said he wants to trade down. He's gonna if he gets an offer, he's gonna do it. Yeah, I mean that's, you know, building your picks for next year. We don't know what that is over these from the last few years. We don't know what trading down means. Yeah. We only know what trading up is. So I I just would like this to be the last time in a while uh, that I don't have a first round pick. That'd be cool. Yeah, because nothing beats the f- a first round pick, you know. Like you can yeah. get excited about like a second round, third round pick, or like oh he like Tevin Jenkins dropped to the second round, we got him, that's awesome. But like nothing beats that a first round pick, even if like, right. even if you're not thrilled about the pick, like 
if you weren't thrilled about Mitch, he's still, oh, man, he's a first-round pick, number, drafted number two overall. Kevin White was ass, but at least every year coming back from injury was like, wait, we have a former first-round pick. First-round talent. First-round first talent. <laughs> I don't got that. that. That's why, but I got Fields, and, and you know what? Obviously, at least you could say this. You can't say that he might. You can't say a lot of things about Fields, but he absolutely would be the top quarterback taken in this draft. Oh, absolutely! All, all, almost all those guys would be probably top overall if they were in this draft. That's and watch, like you said, watch one of these guys just come. Oh, up one of them will right be away. good. One of them will be good. I just wonder when they'll get picked. Yeah, it'll be someone. Someone will reach like they always do, and. That's where I think the Giants could reach. I feel like they got it right. Don't do they? Don't they get nobody? They have a five and the seven, but they're thinking about trading the seven. That's the rumor. Well, one of them's ours. One of them's yeah. I I <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do with it, but well, they're not, they're probably not gonna do, make a good decision because they don't have the best record right now. Yeah, the past ten years it's been a little rough for them. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess that'll kind of wrap up the draft talk. Uh, not really much happening in Bears news other than just looking forward to the draft, except Byron Pringle. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Dry, doing donuts on a suspended license with his child in the car. I mean, another <laughs> another. <laughs> Free agent signing one, like we just mentioned, Larry Obajobi failing a physical. Now we got receivers getting that's this, that's that's worse. Oh, I mean, oh, totally, worse. totally worse. Yeah, well, it was the way I read it was like it was Byron Pringle doing donuts, caught doing donuts in a Hellcat. I was like, oh, okay, and it was comma on a suspended license. Oh, okay, that kind of sucks, comma. <laughs> With his kid in the car. What like, an idiot. I'm like, this, I'm like, this <laughs> sentence. Got worse. Yeah, yeah, it just it kept got worse getting, after every comma. It kept getting worse and worse. Uh, is he, I don't really know, uh, Kev, uh, being close to home there. Is he in trouble? What? what is this uh, in Chicago? Is this? What, what? I, I don't recall if it was in Chicago. I mean, the, what I heard or what I was not heard, but what I read about the li- suspended license is that it ha- had to do with parking tickets because of him moving around frequently or something like that. So I don't know. I don't know how you get behind on tickets if you're an athlete making millions of dollars, but I don't And then people were saying like, I don't know hey, how old the kid if was. Someone who's gotten their license suspended before because of tickets, you know, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> but like, was it uh, like a kid in the car saying like, dad, let's do no, some donuts. No, I, I know how I'm not justifying it, but like, I think a lot of fans are trying to, I mean, you're just, you can't do stuff like this, my man. I mean, you're an athlete. You got to know that, like, if you're the PR team and you, you see that like, report come in and you're like, oh, here we go. How, see, are, we, uh, how, how, how are we going to spin this in the media? Well, all you had to worry about is the PR team with Byron Pringle is like trying to talk to Pringles on getting a sponsorship. Now you got to talk to the local donut shop to get a sponsorship, too. Like, that'd be awesome. <laughs> If he ends up balling out, yeah, get the get a Dunkin' Donuts special. I don't know. Just try and do anything there. But I don't uh, – it's like can't we have any good news in the offseason <laughs> other than, like, signing some mediocre guy or looking it's forward not, to – it's, it's like – here's the thing. I feel like if you're, like, a person like a Pringle, like, you're, you're not, like, a top wide receiver. You're not even, like, a mid-tier wide receiver. Like – you're very well someone who cannot make a team on the NFL, right? Oh no! Imagine like imagine and Taylor like, Gabriel. Imagine Taylor Gabriel doing like donuts. You're like, okay, cut this guy. You know, like this. You sign a one year deal to bet on yourself, and then you do something stupid like this. It's just like, did you not think that other teams would know this? You're getting four million dollar contract when dudes in your position are getting twenty five million dollar contracts. Yeah, at and least. You, and you do some bullshit like this. Um, I hope he's just good uh, because that will be funny. Um, oh, if but it's bad, it's, it's also even yeah. yeah. Uh, also, um, just like 
It just doesn't seem to me that like Fields, like Fields to me seems like a very straight edge, straight shooter kind of guy. I well, I don't I don't imagine he sees something like this and goes like, you know, it doesn't seem like you get anything out of Mooney. Like Mooney's not really a a, a prima donna or anything like that. It just and they seem to be buds, right? They're bowling, they're they're always hanging out. I, I'm not saying anything about it. I don't know the guy, but it's just I'm like I'm sure if Fields has that perception, like I think he does. I'm sure he reads something like this and goes, who the fuck is this clown? Yeah. All, all I got to say is I would have not bet that Byron Pringle was going to be the first former Chiefs wide receiver to get in trouble with the law when Tyreek Hill is in Miami. I would have, I don't think I would have made that bet. Yeah. I would have thought we would have seen Tyreek Hill's name in the news first. But hey, I think it would have been funny if he was just like, yeah, my son really wanted to do donuts. <laughs> and I was just like, well, I couldn't ignore it. You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to make my son happy. I'm just trying to do some donuts for him. Um, I mean, I've done donuts with my dad before. It's fun. Yeah, but your dad, your dad, my dad, you know, my dad is a safety manager at United and not a uh, NFL yeah. wide and receiver. It was, and it wasn't in a Hellcat. It was in probably, I'm assuming, some four door sedan or. Uh, it was in a 2003 uh, um, Ford Focus, the green. Yeah. One. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know if you can, I don't even know if those things can do donuts. You probably just turned it's really very sharp. hard. And then we've done it in a Jeep before. So we've done it multiple times. Yeah. We're big well, donut people in the Reed household. Well, there you go. Now you got You know, you got your receiver that you could root for because you have similar taste and vehicle <laughs> choices. I don't know. Uh, all right. So Pringle, you got that. Um, I, I think, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Eddie Jackson tweeted out saying that, the Bears should re-sign Akeem Hicks. Saw that. And I think that I'm just, I'm kind of just ready to clean my hands, just get done with Akeem Hicks. I think he's just injured too thank frequently. You for, thank you for your service. Yeah. Uh, close the door. Close the yeah. door on yeah. it. It's, it's over. I mean, you can come, you can come to the, you know, Bears like, oh, we're bringing guys back or whatever. The ambassador, like yeah, they do with like, but like all the other Chicago teams. I feel like if you bring him back, it's just gonna be like. He's probably going to get injured. He's not. He's on the wrong side of 30. It's just, why would you? And, like, of all people, Eddie Jackson, like, don't worry about who the Bears are signing. Worry about getting can back you make to – Can yeah, make a tackle? Yeah, can you make a tackle? Getting interceptions. Going back to number 39 instead of number four. Like, serious, serious things that he should be focusing on, not worrying about getting your boy Akeem Hicks back. Like, he had a great career as a Bear. Like, he's – I mean, I have one. He's not an all-time great, but he's just like a very memorable bear. Just leave it at that. No need to look, have him back. Dude, what are you looking at me for, man? Look at her. Look at her, man. Yeah. Look what are you looking at me for? Yeah. Yeah. Can't keep any eyes off me. I'm, look at. Oh, you should rehire uh, or resign. I did like Hicks. how I did like how Hicks never played with gloves, though. I think that was kind of cool. I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a, a player that you just like kind of are drawn to as a Chicago he looks bears like fan. a like a bear. You know, looks like, like a bear. Big hand. You know, swipes your, swipes the ball down. Talks it's smack. Face. I mean, Eddie Jackson get penalties. also is in get the, also in the, the news saying that he had a shit year last year. So I, I, maybe he, I mean, he's at least telling the truth. Eddie Jackson said that? Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's he a said, he, he said he was bad last year. So I was he, like, well. Did he admit? The other years bad he was for bad about a year or just, a, yeah he's been bad for about year. a year and a half two years i don't know the exact quote but it was something along the lines of i was bad last year and i was like well at least yeah. he at least he's watching film i thought yeah. he was worse the year before and oh he absolutely you know. was worse yeah. 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 yeah yeah maybe he meant maybe he meant to say the last like 30 games is what he year really and a half. Meant to i'll say. give him yeah. a year and well 2020 covid year 21 they're the same year yeah all right well i guess that wraps up Bears news and updates, but we got to add two more people, two more former Bears to the all-time Bears teams. And what positions did we sign, decide on this week? Jack, who are we going with? We're going back. We're going in the trenches. We have not really been in the trenches in a while. <laughs> we're going. The big this boys. Is, this is like Oklahoma drill right here. This is the center versus the defensive tackle. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing over there. <laughs> we can't even is see that, him on our, on like our a, Skype right like now. A, yeah, I he, he don't know what he's doing. Camera now. off. I heck yeah, you don't know. Do we even want I mean, him? I, I like to imagine like he's in his underwear, just like shaking. You know. 
Um, <laughs> it's weird that you're imagining that, but you all know, right. That's where my mind's <laughs> at right now. I'm like, if I know Tim, he's going to do something weird like that. Um, you know, there's, I think, Bear fans just like war in the trenches and, you know, center and defensive tackle. I think center is pretty unanimous with all of us, for especially for someone we grew up with. And he's still a part of the Bears organization and once in a while likes to get in trouble by the Bears organization. And I think we can do a consensus one, two, three on this. And it's Olin Kroots. It's $15 an hour, Olin Kroots. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, baby. Woo! I mean, it's the fights that he got with Fred Mitchell that one year where he hit him with like a 20 pound dumbbell dumbbell. <laughs> um, like, it's the constant like in your face, like no bars, no excuse. Gonna he, hit he's, you in a, the mouth. he's essentially what Ryan Poles is saying he's looking for in a lineman. It's like Olden Krutz. Like yeah. if the tenacity, the like, def, like we'll back up your quarterback. You know, someone late hit. Olin Krutz was the first the one bo- there. It's the bodyguard. Yeah. Right. I mean, I would love an O-line full of Olin Krutz. I mean, maybe not similar sizes along all the positions, but, like, in terms of mentality and toughness and grit. Oh, absolutely. He's He looks good now, man. He's lost weight. Like, yeah, he he's like, like he could. Yeah. He's one of those football players because you either, you either, like, trim down and become, like, a normal-sized person or you just blow up. He, he did the. He did the yeah, like him and Joe Thomas, down. him and yeah. Joe Thomas, like, wait, you were offensive linemen. Like you yeah. were the, the hogs. Like you look like just a normal big dude now. Yeah. So Olin Krutz, I mean, we all agree there. So what do we got next? We got D tackle. This is going to be hard. I want to hear what you guys are going first. Cause I, I, I thought of a couple people. All right, go ahead, Tim. It's Mongo dude. McMichael, baby. McMichael. Okay. That's that's where I was leaning toward too. Yeah, yeah. I I also picked McMichael. And, I mean, he's great. He's great not only in football and he was in he was a he was in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. He was in wrestling. He was NWO, right? Wasn't but, he? End of yeah. He did some like announcing for WCW or whatever. But and just with uh, you know his health and everything that he's yeah gone through, it's not. I'm not. It's not a pity vote by any stretch of the imagination. But just like it's kind of like a remembrance of how great he was for the bears and just kind of one of those fourth, fourth, yeah. uh, all time leader in sacks. No, I th- actually, no, I think he might be second or third when I think about it in sack numbers, with the bears. Well, Jack, go through who you were, who you were thinking about. I mean, you said you had Mondo um, as one of them. The other two could be a defensive tackle or defensive end depending where you want to put this person in. And then you could also slot the other person at defensive end. Um, I think someone who, who won't make the list, but it, it's, it's sad because like injuries stopped his career. And I think if he played in the Super Bowl, the bears probably win it. And that's Tommy Harris. I think there was like that four year stretch where Tommy Harris is like, Holy shit, this guy is really good and dominant. Um, it's unfortunate, like injuries after the 2007, 2008 season, you know, started to take a toll on him. And, you know, he, he was just never the same. Um, I don't think he goes in my top. He doesn't make the team because of the other two defensive linemen. But um, that's who I would have as like your next rotation. And so are we going with, uh, with Mongo, Kruitz and Mongo? Mongo and Kruitz. And those two guys bleed orange and blue. Oh, that, absolutely. That would have been one hell of a matchup to watch in practice to see those guys go at it. I think more than that's because those guys are just two alpha dogs. Remember, oh, I remember, I remember Tommy Harris. What he, didn't he go to the Chargers? I remember a game where he blew up the Chargers. Like he had it. But perfect. I mean, like he. But I remember he left for a team. And then I remember here when he retired, he retired because of his wife. And I remember just being heartbroken because I loved Tommy Harris. It did say Tommy Harris wife. Well, his, I remember his wife. Uh, did he she get sick? Because, no, she like died. Like she like died from a brain aneurysm or something. Oh my God. He and played was, a season. He dude, it was like a month. This. It was like a month after he married her and then he retired. He played a, um, he was on the Colts and then the Chargers but he was off-season practice squad member. He was a three-time Pro Bowler with the Bears. 
between 2005 and 2007. Uh, he was also really good at Oklahoma. People forget how good he was at Oklahoma. Back when Oklahoma had good a good defense. Back when they actually played defense. You know what? I'm going to change my vote. Tommy Harris. Tommy I go, Harris? I go. No, I go Mongo. I'm yeah, she go died of a Mongo. brain aneurysm 41 days after marriage. I don't know why I remember that. Holy I, shit. It was in I, 2012. That's, yeah, cr- that's I, I just cool. remember seeing him retire in front, from the new team, and I was like, what? Yeah, that was not. That he's, was, only, he's only 38. That was 28. He would have been 28 when that happened. Wow. I'll, I'll throw him a vote just in, in, in the vein of knowing that Mongo's still on there, but it, I'm going to, you know, he gets a vote. Oh, he gets a vote. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He gets a absolutely. vote. Yeah, he gets a vote for sure. I'm going to make it official. He got a vote. It's in the record book. All right. So, I mean, two to one. So we're going with Mongo, Tommy Harris with a, a vote of recognition, and Olin Krutz joining the squad. We're still picking players that are of high, high, high quality. Still are going to be going. We got some Hall of Famers coming up now. Hall of Famers coming up and some just complete nobodies in terms of some other positions we still got to go for. I do think um, this. I do think Olin and Mongo get in one day. The I Hall of they, Fame? I think they both get in, yeah. I can see that. I mean, I don't know how long. you. What do you get, 10 years on the ballot? Something yeah. along those lines. It's a, it's a long time. So, like, once— Devin I'm, Hester didn't get in. How the hell is Mago not in? Yeah, and unfortunately, that's going to be a vote where they put him in after he passes away. Like, yeah. Let's—it is what it is, and it's unfortunate. I don't unfortunate. really understand that, and I hope they don't do that to Lance Briggs either. Ah, I mean, the good thing is Lance Briggs isn't that old, but yeah, I mean, that's all. I mean, look what I mean. Hall of Fames do that all the time. Look at the Baseball Hall of Fame. Doesn't make it right. Damn it. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. All right. Cruz McMichael, you're in. Join the club. This is a better club than the Hall of Fame. The team uh, there. I mean, I mean, it's my Hall of Fame. It's my personal Hall of Fame. Um. I'm so I'm reading this. Hold on. I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm reading. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. This offensive line we have, and we just need right guard next. But we got some mean motherfuckers on this offensive line already. We got Jimbo Covert, Stan Jones, Olin Krutz, and Big Cat. Oh baby, that's. I think right now our offensive line is definitely our strength. Uh yeah, kind of the opposite of what we've had the last I don't know how many years. Haven't really had a solid offensive line, but it's it's nice to reminisce about what we used to have as a Bears fan base. But now what do we move on to? What do you think? Football or not football? Excuse me. We could talk about either a struggling basketball team or why two. Don't we just, why don't we just talk about how last week was probably one of the worst weeks for Chicago sports? <laughs> yeah, let's just lump it all in together. <laughs> the, only, the only good thing that happened was that you, you – uh, the Cubs scored 21 runs against the Pirates, but and then but, lost the series, and then lost yeah. the series. So I guess it, lost it, a four-game series. So if we recap, the Bulls steal a game. I mean, I guess this was before the worst week, but going into the week, the Bulls were tied one to one. Get proceed to get completely blown out of the following two games at home against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Now facing elimination, the Sox are have, haven't won a game I think since I've been to the game which I talked about last episode. So they're on a, what, six-game losing streak? Possibly seven right now? Oh, you got Sox fans like our buddy Andrew Milky uh, just texting me now saying he's going to abandon ship. He's, he's not <laughs> yeah. going to be a Sox fan anymore. You guys I'm like, acting like this is the Titanic. Like, it's over. I mean, it's it's all it's not even been 20 games. It's like I get that watch, it looks. Watch. I get, you guys will get hot. You guys, you'll get hot. Oh, I, you better believe I've I've by, saved all the yeah, screenshots. Sox fans are gonna come out of the woodwork. Like we knew this was the best team. I'm like, in April and May, you guys were like, fuck this team. It's over. <laughs> I have saved all screenshots from this man, and I'm ready to pull them out at a moment's notice. Oh. Well, so we have the Sox struggling, going on like six, a possible six, seven game losing streak. Uh, the Cubs are not, I think they won one game and it was that 21 to nothing win. Um, but just, you know, I'd like to thank Andrew right now. 
because th- that text is going to be the turning point for the season tomorrow. I hope it's not. I hope it, I, I mean, I would um, love to see him just like flutter oh, as a human tank. being. I'm, but, I'm sure. I mean, just, but like, what's going on? I mean, I get that the injuries are a thing, but you know, wouldn't a championship potentially, you know, a potential championship team, don't they have depth and like, what's going on with the defense? You got Dallas Keuchel sucking ass. Like, oh, what is everything. going on? It's like all of the worst aspects of this team are all, I mean, plus the injuries are all happening right now. Like we've got, our, we got injuries. We've got Dallas Keuchel, who we all, every, every Sox fan knew he was terrible, but they're going to throw him out there because he's making $18 million a year, so they're not going to let that money just go to waste. And then the, those depth pieces that had, not, I don't want to say they've proven, but they're you'd think that they'd be able to show up occasionally. you got Lori Garcia, who's batting sub-100. you got your stars are not producing... You've got Tony La Russa not making smart decisions like not walking Buxton on a 3-1 count to load the bases. If it's it's a one-run game, so why are you going to pitch to one of the best players in baseball who was already, I think he was 3-4 for four in the game before that or something along those lines? You know what it's the sad just, thing is? You're it's only just a, hot a game mess. and a half out. You're only a game and a half out. I, this is like the this is shit-ass the, division. Yeah. It's kind of like the opposite of last year where the Sox got so ahead of the division we're like cruised. Yep. We're now the because the division was so bad, but this year the division's so bad. Even if they're struggling, they're still only a, a game out or so. Do you know since the since the All Star game, they're only uh, like five games uh, above five hundred. Really? Yeah. Since the All Star game last year, if you include all of that, because a lot of people don't realize they kind of just coasted it. Remember, you guys just coasted oh, yeah, at the no, end of the coasted, season, and we, yeah, it was, we talked about that a lot. You went into they went to the playoffs. Obviously, I didn't think that they were going to do much because they, well, I think I actually did say that they might go to the World Series, but that was probably my Homer, my White Sox Homerism talking. But yeah, they were not them going not getting into that the second playoffs. seed. Yeah. Them dropping from like that first seed to the third seed, you know, killed them. Not yeah, getting, it's just not getting a home field advantage. And like the thing that I, I hate to hear is that it's cold and the ball's not traveling and we got different lineups before the injuries, like when Eloy was still in and uh, Luis Robert was still in. We got these different lineups so we could preserve players' health and all that. But it's going to be, if you're going to plan on playing in the playoffs, it's going to be cold in the pl- during the playoffs. Yeah. You're going to be – so are you going to be resting people at the beginning of the season, but then you're also going to be resting them going into the end of the season? Like, it's just one of those baseball players have just gotten soft and it just pisses me off. And this isn't even just pitchers. This is just baseball players in general. I don't know. It's it is not looking good for the White Sox currently. I mean, I still have faith that they can come through this, but – it's just been very hard to watch. Like I got, I was very excited to like watch, come home from work, watch baseball, watch the Sox play, you know, be competitive. But it's just been horrible this last week, week and a half. But I am going to the game on Sunday against the Angels, and if they continue to play the the way they are, I you will hear me booing. I'm going with my wife and kid. I will be. Ooh, you're gonna you're gonna bust out the booze on the last day of oh April. Oh my god, absolutely! I just think that every Sox fan needs to really tap the brakes. It's, it's, yeah, seriously. As I as I as I've just texted, hasn't even been 20 games. You'll be fine with even with your lineup currently today. The lineup I'm looking at currently today, with all the injuries associated with it, I still would kill for four of your guys. Like what? Like you yeah. know? Like, I mean, yeah, I would too. So what, like, I just don't get it. I understand. I mean, I don't get some of the, like, the other shit, like, you know, Hendricks tipping his pitches and shit like that. And, yes, you got bamboozled by your ownership by because you sh- you really needed a solid number three to let Rod- Rondon leave. And then to the second base, you know, I, I don't even know who the guy you got, but he, he it just, that looks shitty in hindsight when you're trying to go for it all. 
but I just needed feel a right, like needed a right fielder too. Yeah, and I feel like I'm with you 100. I'm glad you said it, Kevin, because it's always with these Cubans where it's like, oh, it gets cold and they can't hit or whatever. <laughs> but but like like I don't I don't get it like because you don't need to be hitting 10 runs to win the games right now. Everyone's everyone's struggling with that cold, like you said. Just get it's this, not in the get, cold. That that's the the ball's not traveling because they didn't. The home runs are down everywhere in the league. Oh, I I get like, that. The Cubs but, can barely hit it out of the in- infield. But I'm with Kevin. If if we're gonna, okay, that's some bullshit because we just took the shift away. So no fucking, shifts next year. Shifts is next year. What the whatever, dude. We're taking some shifts <laughs> away. We're doing this. Like learn. Everyone's dealing with the same ball. So uh, some guys are getting it done. So figure it out. You like just like I don't get it. Like you know, I get that the ball all. Oh, you know, someone came out today and said it's like hitting a bunch of uh, rolled up socks right now. OK, well, how is Anthony Rizzo hitting two home runs in one game right now? Like, just yeah. shut up and just win games. Like it's, it's like baseball is like the only sport where I, everyone's trying to make an excuse for everything. Like you don't really you don't hear anything from football players or basketball players about. I mean, the refs are one thing or umpiring is one thing like that's always going to be there. But you don't hear like the like basketball players saying like, oh, the floor, the the wax on the floor is really, really causing me to my shooting percentage to go down. I can't I can't get the ball in the hand because the wax gets on the ball. Yeah, or you don't hear. Well, the Packers stadium is facing east to west, and I'm used to playing in a north south direction. Your ass gets your ass gets shipped off to Florida and Arizona to play just for a month because you can't play in in the cold, and then. You get to play in the absolute best months of, <laughs> of the year. Like, just, just come on. Especially, like, if you're a cold-weather team, right, if you're north of St. Louis, let's say, in between April to mid-May, like, other teams have to play in your stadium, too, right? If you're San Diego and you're playing in Pittsburgh in, like, April – like you have to think that would favor the home team, especially you know if you're a northern team. A- absolutely, like you would think, like like Bears, like it, Bears, Bears players. A lot of them aren't from cold weather areas, but you they get used to it, and that's like you said, an advantage. Especially if you're baseball players, because you play more games in the cold than you even do football players, right? Like yeah. depending on how April is, right? Depending on how April is, or even May. Or you get a freak day in June where it's cold. Like, that it doesn't that... hold up. It doesn't hold up. I saw Wander Franco, the series before, guys from Dominican Republic, 21 years old, plays on a team with a dome now, too. Guy never goes anywhere that's cold. Guy's wearing, you know, it's 20 degrees with wind chill, and he's hitting homers all off of all the Cubs pitchers. Like, dude, just put the, put the face mask on, put some Under Armour on, and just get – Swing the bat. Shut up. Yeah, warm up in the warm up in the uh, tunnel. Uh, it's gonna I'm, be it's gonna be June. It's gonna be May. It's gonna be July. Sorry, that ball. That yeah. ball's gonna be yeah flying out. Yeah. I uh, I got the game on in front of me right now, and Tim Anderson just made another fielding error. So um, that was, I'm, that's like I'm seven or eight. Boo! I'm ready to boo. I mean, I'm not, I don't think the season's over by any stretch. What is they is, deserve a booing? He's I will not boo. been that bad of a fielder. I thought. He's well, been, the past week and a half. It's, no, been, I know. I'm just saying, but is this like, yeah. He's been average to maybe a slightly below average in his earlier career, but he's gotten, gotten to the point where he's been decent yeah. at shortstop. What? But I don't know. He's. I, do you think? Do you think the White Sox have kind of read their own clippings a little bit going into the season? Um, I don't. I don't necessarily think about going into the season. I think that they're all probably pressing very hard because people are pissed off and they're letting that get to them. So, because it was so weird because like, I mean, it's two different analogies, but like, you know, the 15 Cubs, like they weren't expected to even go to the playoffs that year. You know, they go to the NLCS, they get swept, you know, it is what it is, but that 16 team was just on a mission. And, you know, they they missed leading wire to wire by one day because they lost game two. Um, Otherwise, they would have led wire to wire. And the last team to go wire to wire, as we know, is the 2005 White Sox. But like, I I definitely feel like, you know, that team and Tim can back me up. That team, there was no way in hell like you were beating them, you know, and Joe Madden tried 
obviously to lose it a few times, but like that team seemed like on a mission. And I think when you have as much talent as you do on the White Sox, it's like, yeah, if I was a fan, you're like, yeah, let's go. Like this is like, cause your window in baseball closes so quickly. Um, and like, if I was a White Sox fan, yeah, I'd, I'd be ready to boo too. I, I know it's early, but they need a, they need a kick in the ass. And that kick's going to be I, I, me just, booing on Sunday. I just watched the replay of this air. Like, is this what's going on? Like, you can't even, I mean, this isn't a, this uh, isn't I'm, even I'm a, I'm like, this isn't even a, like, bad throw. He can't even field the ball. It's right up, it's right up the wickets. Yeah. It's, is that what these airs have been, though? Have they been missed throws? It's been, or, it's been or throws. It's been, it's been throws. It's been fielding. It's been trying to rush the ball out of his hand, but like can't clean it fieldly. So the guys score their guys is safe at first. I don't know. Uh, my, my, uh, old man feelings towards athletes are coming out full, full. And, uh, <laughs> you're trying to hold it back on the video. The only thing though, the only, yeah. The only thing though, that I wouldn't be worried about, he's the last guy I'd be worried about in that whole team. I, I he's a stud. Timmy is yeah. awesome. Yeah. And like where I was going to go with like the, the, my old man argument is like when you got athletes, he had a documentary made about him in the off season. And it's like, you're no, doing stuff didn't. like he did. Yeah. Well, not, not like a big, like TV, like it's on Comcast sports net. Like, it's oh, like okay. I was going to say, film by those, the you, haven't, those, you those haven't won anything yet. Those 45 <laughs> minute, those 45 minute documentaries they do. Yeah. It's like when you get, yeah. when you're doing that and he's in a lot of commercials and I'm not, you make your, you know, get your bag, you outside of, you get your bag outside of baseball, whatever. But he's in a ton of commercials. You're making documentaries like and then when you suck for the first 20 games of the season or 10 game stretch. And like last year, Yohan Mancada, like he hasn't been spectacular. He's been OK. But in the offseason last year, he made a song. He he wrote a song, produced it, and it was his walk up song. When you're doing that and you're not. Whoa, producing, whoa, 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 whoa. No, that's he did not. Worse. Yeah, he, he that's he, worse than Ben Zobris. Having his wife sing. Yes, he has a song. He ah, I don't know. That song was pretty song. terrible. Oh, it was cringe. It was cringe. I and mean, at least like, in Moncada's song, I don't know what he's saying. Songs. He had two songs by his wife. But if you get what I'm saying, like you're when you're doing stuff that oh not no, baseball and related, there's a music video for this. Yeah, he's wearing oh. like he's wearing like a romper in it, I believe. Uh, it's and then like Carlos Rodon when he was rehabbing. Because he was with his elbow, he was is streaming this... on streaming on Twitch, and I was like, anyone, any athlete, when you're doing stuff that's not related to sports in the off season, I think that you're just slacking. You're not doing your job. You play 162 games a year. Do your job. You should be training or resting. Don't do anything fun. You can't do anything fun. You're not a human being. How today. have I never seen this music video, dude? It's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it cringe? I'm going to watch it after this. Uh, it is just this. It is him trying to do his best Pitbull impression. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm sure he paid these lovely ladies a lot of money. Uh, there's a lot. You know, there's them. I don't know if this is his brother and stuff I, I, or somebody. I don't know. He's. Uh, of course, there's a a guy, a DJ wearing a socks shirt, not him. Uh, I oh, he's shimmying, he's uh, gyrating. Oh my dear lord, this is your guy. I I mean, and the fact that he started <laughs> off the season on the injury list, you know why he's probably injured because he was too busy writing lyrics to a new song. If Chris Ryan than did something like this, they would he'd the never he would have never heard the end of it from. The Wait, what's Sox the song band. called? What's the song called? It's Let's called Disastre Personal. Just look up Yohan Moncada music video, and you'll see hey, they're wearing fluorescent jumpers. How have, like, you, never told, how have you never told me about? I thought it was Tim Anderson. No, Tim Anderson made, had the documentary this last off season. Which, oh, in my head, means he wasn't training. And how do you not, like, how do you not, like, you got to go off, like, after you do this. I agree with you, Kev. Like, if you do this, you better have, like, a 30-30 season. Like, if, I mean, I, I guess I guess it's kind of a bad example because he's not very, like, I don't see him as, like, kind of a cool guy. But, like, if if Aaron Judge or, like, someone of that stature made a music video, like I would get it or 
because like you're a top athlete in the sport. Like it's very cringy, absolutely. But like I get it. if Mike Trout made a video or Shohei Otani made a music video and a song and made it their walk up song, I get it. You're an amazing, amazing athlete, and you could do what you want. But and my man, Joan Mankata, my, my, my man's just grabbing ass in this video. These like <laughs> legitimately. <laughs> He should have been grabbing the bat and doing some BP. Oh, no. Oh, my so God. That's, that's kind of where I'm how at. Do I, how, do I, how do I get this in GIF form? Just like, oh, <laughs> my God. Like, imagine if uh, I'm, I'm so just like. I feel like foggy, you're on a soapbox. Foggy. You're on a soapbox. I'm on a soapbox and, and I've okay lost be, all concentration. It's okay to be on it. But imagine if uh, Hayward. Hayward like was in the off season making music videos and then he give comes out and gives the performance. You know I'd be okay with does. that just because Hayward where Hayward's Dude, at in you, his career. You don't want to see these comments. As a Chicago White Sox fan, I'm gonna play this after every win. Yoan <laughs> snapped. I don't understand the lyrics, but this is a banger. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, this is who you guys are. You guys just quit. That's us. That's you, us. You, you, that's... you you hate on the Cubs and then you quit. You quit on us. And quit on your own team after twenty games and then this guy's just playing grab ass. Oh, I found I found the I found the video and I I just see like you know that the the intro into the view. I'll I it looks so bad. It that that music video is like what the Sox season has been so far, like a lot of flash, like a lot of, you look at it, like a lot of like, oh man, this, this is something like this is like, it looks, you know, maybe if that girl shows appealing. up, guys are going to start well, winning. The best part about it is I'm listening but, to you guys. So I haven't muted and it's even worse. Like, you know, I mean, like I, I haven't even heard it yet. I'm just looking at the video. It's just playing in the background. And this is, this is my third basement. This is it. Uh, did I, didn't I, I know I mentioned it, but it, this was his walkout song. He walked out to the song. I don't think you can walk out to your own song. I oh, mean. he did. He did. It, it's not like a, a teammate was being funny and be like, hey, I'm going to use your song as my walk-up song. Like, that's like, funny. Did, like, Did anyone razz him for it? Like, are, are, who, who's his buddies on the, on the team? Yeah, who, uh, first of all, who thought was like, yo, Johan, I got an idea. This is going to be so cool. Well, it's How about Johan, you not, well I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's some of these guys, like L. Chakal and Linear, I don't, I don't know, I just, oh my god, oh no, dude, what are you doing? Jeez, watching this with no music is even worse. Yeah, yeah, so, a lot of the games to go. I was about gonna, to say, I thought that we're gonna go, like I am, I am gonna either try to, to, to pick him up or trade for him in our league after that. Just because so I can get the... Just oh, the his hair. His hair looks like Neapolitan ice cream. Yep. Oh, what about the Cubs? You guys have been sucking too, so let's talk about oh, the it's, Cubs. You know... You have very low expectations compared to us, but... Third, I think third place by default, baby. That should be the t-shirt. Third place by default. And right now we're technically in fourth because the Pirates, but like... I, they just have no power. Like, I, I know... Um, they hit a home run today, and it was Hap, and Hap is playing very well. But, you know, they, they need to have some type of power. And, you know, Stroman, you know, had one bad inning. It seems like he always has one or two bad innings a game, and it costs him the game. But this was probably his one of the best starts he's had. Um, You know, just, you know. It's, it's hard to be – it's hard. I mean, if I was a Cubs fan, I feel like it'd be hard They're not terrible to be upset. To watch. They're not terrible to watch, though. It's not like – it's like last year. It's just like, oh, my God, they're striking out at everything. You know, they're making no, contact. They're, yeah, and, and – But it's just get, like at they, – they just have no power. They literally have no power. And we have decent bullpen pieces like Keegan Thompson. Yeah. But then there's other guys in our bullpen that if they're if – they're, if they're pitching – the oh, other team, the other, yeah, the other team scoring three. I mean, we've a lot yeah. of our losses have been we we're in the lead in the sixth, seventh inning, and we just blow it. Yeah, we so, have. I think I would Tim, love to have, have that. We right have now. five one-run losses this yeah. year. Yeah, every game. Like, oh. Yeah, every game I've watched this year, like we're we're in the lead at least at some point of the game, or we're only down a run. So it's like we're right. not. Yeah, I've never. It, I, it's frustrating, but I think a team as 
they get older, you know, even if they get maybe hot later this, you know, um, this summer, you know, if they're still in it, you know, like I said, they're only four games out, which is, or three games out, which is nothing today. But, you know, maybe you learn eventually over time, like how to win those close games. And, you know, they're still a young team. And um, I tell you what, though, there are some players who I'm just kind of already tired of watching play. I know Clint Frazier's hurt, but he's done nothing. I'm, Michael Hermosilla, I mean, he made a stupid error today and then he made a fantastic catch the next inning over. Um, but I, I want to see Brendan Davis. Like, I'm, you know, I, I, Hayward's actually been performing pretty well. But, you know, it's like you have to think if you're going to bring up Davis, Hermosilla is going to go down. And I think that's probably the right call. So we'll see. I mean, I mean Suzuki I continues to. Yeah, Still dominate. You Great know, spot. he's on base every day. I think he went over three for the first time today, but. Let's just hope that the this I mean, today didn't go as planned this Tuesday, but let's just hope that someone's got to win to break the curse of Chicago baseball in this town right now. But yeah, I mean, and Cubs yeah, lost a frustrating ahead. game today, you know, blew a lead and. You know, it is what it is, but like. I think Tim can agree with me. Like they're not striking out, which is nice or the volume of strikeouts, you know, the 13 strikeouts a game, you know, it's ridiculous. You know, they're, they ground out into a lot of, you know, double plays, but they're a contact team and you expect that to happen. Yeah. At least you guys, it seems like have positives to look at where I, right now it's just like, everything is, it's Dylan high, ex- is it's about high it. ex- it's you finally guys have expectations, like real expectations, and it sucks. Yep, and we're pooping the bed. But it's April. Uh, sorry it's- for a uh, far, sorry for a break, but I'm reading this now from uh, Rappaport or whatever the hell his name is. Uh, supposedly uh, rumors about a potential pre-draft trade for Robert Quinn. Do they have picks, or is it just it's picks just- money? Supposedly he was in the building today, and uh, there was, uh, yeah. And Robert Quinn said, "I don't, I didn't expect to go anywhere or want to go anywhere, but again, this is a crazy business." Yeah, and I mean, he's been around the league for a while, so he understands, and he understands that like the Bears probably need to get younger too. And you I think know, he wants to win. It's not here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, next year I'm going to try to go to a Bears game. Um, it's probably going to be very rough but you're doing it because you want to see your friends and family and grill meat in the parking lot and be at a bears game for the first time in, you know, three years. And hopefully be say, I was there for the beginning. I, was, of Justin I Fields remember, dominance. The, I remember where it started turning around against the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I, I say do it. No point in keeping him. Like I'm, we're not going to, you're not going to win with Robert. what? Yeah, what? What is? It's the same thing with Cleo Mack. If if you keep Robert Quinn and and uh, Cleo Mack on this team, what what does that give us? One more win, like in the grand scheme yeah. of things. Maybe one more, yeah. and yeah, like and that's not being optimistic, is obviously. But I'm saying, like, what does that give you? And then one more win might be what six wins, seven wins. Yeah, and, and what do you think we? Get, what do you think we get for Quinn? Like best case scenario, a third, a fourth. Like you, probably you a fourth round pick. You you can't get anything better for him than right now because he's getting older and he just had an awesome season. So this is literally the best value you can get for him right now. Well, maybe maybe we'll have seven picks or possibly eight picks. I would love anything more uh, higher than a fourth round pick. That would be great. Oh yeah, or multiple picks or a pick for this year and then next year. You do that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like if you got if you if they gave you like a fifth round pick and a third round pick for next year, I'd do it. Tim, I'm very happy that news came in and you you broke that news because that was just a very bleak ending to the podcast. If that's if that's how we we're going to go. It was all quiet but, on the Western Front. Yeah. So I I mean I'm looking forward Friday. It's all about Friday. Baseball if doesn't it, exist. If it, Friday's coming. Hey. All right. Well, uh, blast a little bit of Johan's music here. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm never gonna look at that video ever again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to it. Oh, uh, I I don't think I'm ever gonna listen to it. I think I'm I just, I just watched the video. It looks like the beginning of a bad porno, but uh, 
That's basically <laughs> what it sounds like. So, <laughs> well, Jackson, Tim, do you got anything to wrap up the pod the podcast? Go Bears. Let's pick somebody that's cool. How about a cool name? Cool Something. name would be great. Would love a cool name. Um, we're you better believe I'm gonna just. You know, I'll be at a bar for a birthday on Friday uh, of one of Jen's co- uh, former coworkers. So uh, they'll probably the Bears pick will come on the screen, um, and you better believe I'll just probably I'll be I'll be that guy in the in the restaurant going good pick, good pick, yeah, that's a good pick. I like it. I like it. Smart, yeah. smart. Yeah. Do you know the middle Best linebacker available. from Best available. You know the middle linebacker from Western Michigan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I love. Yeah, him. I think I, I saw yeah. a few games. Oh there. man, oily hips, oily. Uh, yeah, <laughs> got a lot of spring. So well, he played so well in the MAC championship game. He he actually got recruited by a lot of uh, SEC teams, but he, he wanted to he go to Florida to and Alabama. He wanted to go to I will, Alabama, try, but he went to Western Michigan. I'll wear I'll wear some Bears gear because I think you know the crowd that there, there's a couple of like significant others that are guys there too, but I think they're none of them are really into football. So I'll wear some Bears gear and then like I hope that it comes up on the TV while we're sitting there because I'll like stand up like yes. And people will be like, "Who? Oh, is that good? I don't know who that is." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's. I'll, I'll, I definitely feel like it's not the years of Ryan Poles where you're like, "Oh God, here we go!" Like, it's like the Homer Simpson clip. Like, hey, everybody's about to do yeah, something really that. stupid oh, yeah. here. So you know? I, I'm. You got to be optimistic. It's. It's really now. Uh, besides. The free agency, which you really didn't want him to make that many moves anyway. This is now Ryan Poole's time to shine. So let's see it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of right the ship, riding the ship with Poles. You know, yeah. all I know, I guess I'll I'll end uh, the podcast with whoever the Bears pick. I'm gonna justify him being good for at least a season before I jump ship. I'm gonna be I'm gonna make any excuse to like this guy, to think it's a great pick, get excited about it. So I'm looking forward oh, I think to that. You've, I think you've been you said that like one of our first podcasts last year was just like yeah. you know I just gotta better survive. believe better believe uh, next week Jackson and I will be or act like we're experts on this on these two men that got picked or three men. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll Google him immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw film um, back when he was uh, in a uh, high school junior, and he let he let a block go away, and I'll never forgive him. Oh, his high school coach today is a great leader. Great leader. You Yo, in that. seventh grade, he played left tackle. He had three false starts that season. Something you got to watch out for. <laughs> Sir, he's a cornerback. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. That wraps up this episode of the Timber Sports Podcast. We'll talk about the draft when we get back next week. And let's go, boys. Let's hope for a solid draft with Six, possibly seven, eight future Hall of Famers in this trap. Let's go. Yeah. Bear down. Bear down. Thank you. Thank you. And go Bears! <laughs>